Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Remember, check out BTO. Anything, uh, $7.99 and over free international shipping. As usual, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me to wrap up Houston early this Tuesday morning is uh, David Pingree and Jason Wygant. What's up, guys? Hello. It's, uh, <laughs> is it Tuesday morning? Yes, it's Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday morning. Okay. All right. All right. No, wait, yeah. it's Wednesday morning. Yep, it is Wednesday morning, Steve. Hi. Welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> I love Wednesdays. I I don't know. I don't. I forgot. I was freaked out. I was taking a phone call after it had even happened. I was very confused. Yeah, no. Answering my phone on Wednesday on a Tuesday. Wednesday morning. I'm, I, my bad. Here we are. Wygant, um, what's going on? How are you? Oh, man. You know, just living the lap of luxury as usual. I think the last show I was closing up shop at my epic mansion of a beach house in Newport Beach. Yep. And then um, last night I just went out and bought a new house real quick because that's the way I do it, man. Yeah. On the reg. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's fine, Phil. Must be nice. Um, yeah, I'm Bernie Madoff here. Well, we've all Houston was certainly one of the most craziest races of the year, and uh, you know, basically, there's so much to talk about. I think we're going to have Trey Kennard on here in a little bit to uh, to give us his take on it. Ping, you can at that point begin to salivate um my boy yeah my boy uh, uh let's start with weege because i think we started with ping last week weege uh where do we even start with that main event what was one thing that uh just blew you away um i think the craziest part to me was the whole windham scenario mm-hmm. a windham i i really believe he's gonna win it i mean it was lap 10 and We'll ask Trey, and he, Trey thought he was maybe inching up on him. But, I mean, it was one of those things where, much like Anaheim 2, you saw the lead Stewart had. Mm-hmm. You knew he wasn't going to lose that race. And in this situation, unless Wyndham 
went back to 2002 and pulled the huge kayfabe, um, he was going to hold on. And I mean, he hasn't had races like that in a long time where he just completely threw the anchor out. So unless that happened, he was going to win, which was insane to think that he was going to win. And then he crashed out, which I think is even more insane because Wyndham, when does Wyndham do that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was the most shocking part of the whole night for me. Yeah, he, uh, you know, oh, go ahead. No, it's just, I don't know where that speed came from either. I mean, obviously he caught a break with the first turn crashes, but, uh, yeah. uh, regardless, he had Dungey and Kennard and pulled away. So, yeah, they were making time and uh, you wouldn't think that good. Kevin's an opportunist though, you guys. I mean, he, he isn't going to push the limits if, if if he knows there's not a chance for him to win. I mean, just if you kind of look back at his, his history, you know, if he's in, fifth or sixth, let's say, and Stewart and, you know, whoever, Reed or out front, he realizes he's probably not going to catch and pass him. So he sets her into a nice pace. Maybe he tries to get the guy in third, you know, podium, podium's always nice. But in that situation, you know that he was aware something went down in the first turn because he's looking, you know, probably in a tight turn. He's glimpsing back and going, okay, no Bubba, no Reed, where's an RV, nobody. You know, maybe even his pit board was saying – Big, you know, Stewart out or whatever it's saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Because all year he hasn't really run that pace, and all of a sudden now he's like leader's pace. I mean, Kennard wasn't catching him. Yeah. He was on it. So, you know, I think he sees an opportunity to win, and he's like, all right, that's it. And it's Houston, his hometown, yeah. and he always kind of ramps it up for Houston. I think he was pushing harder than he probably has all year, and that probably – yeah. Had something to do with the mistaken crash. That that would be my yeah take on it all. Which was a bummer. I'm just glad he's okay, but would have been huge if he would have won that. Yeah, it would have been it would have been really out of nowhere. Which, I mean, even Canard's win didn't come out of nowhere, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, what do we what do we take about uh, about that race and Stewart's crash, Weege? Um, what do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I I wrote in my column that. You know, I love JT. We all love JT. Well, maybe Ping doesn't, yeah. but we everybody else does. And um, you I know, love JT. Don't don't give me in trouble. Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, just I didn't know your love of JT. So oh, he's awesome. He always wears fancy jeans. <clears throat> he does. Yeah, big in Germany. He is like Hasselhoff. Yeah. Um, I, every time I see him, I, I tell him to turn around because I want to see what fancy design he has on the back pocket of his jeans. It's like all you know, <laughs> zigzaggy. Always something. All right, now that we've established uh, Pink does love JT. Um, uh, the ass. You know, there was three ways to do Turn that. Around. Let, me see those. Let me see that ass. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that. Um, yeah, it gives me weird looks. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Back, back that up. <laughs> um, so JT didn't do either of the three things that you can do, which was uh, hit the hit the second jump, bounce onto the table, double the first two, and go onto the next table, or like some dudes were doing, triple onto the table. JT did none of those rhythms. He had no rhythm, and <laughs> and we know Stewart's got rhythm, um, and uh, and he landed on the back of him. I mean, it, yes, James has been involved in some incidents before, but I I really think this one was a racing incident. And you know what? So did JT. So what's your take on it, Weege? Yeah, on Sunday night, uh, you know, looking at the boards and the comments on the racetrack site, people were going crazy. On Stewart, but I think what really doused that flame was when you your quotes from JT that even JT wasn't mad. And if you get if you're riding and you just get exploded by a guy coming through traffic, and it's someone with a bit of a reputation for doing that, 
I mean, I figured JT would be pissed off. But if he even thinks that it was kind of just, hey, I messed up the section and that's racing, I mean, at that point, you really can't get that mad. And I know that people are going to go back and watch that TV show and play it in slow motion over and over, but they don't ride in slow-mo, you know? Um, I think if there's any mistake that Stewart made, when I talked to Reed after the race, he said you couldn't even try to pass. You would just pull up behind a guy and then just wait for him to make a mistake. It was the only way you could get by people. So maybe that was Stewart's error of just, yeah, these guys in front of me are slower than me, and I'm just going to have to ride slow until they give me a giant you know, freight train opening to just go past them. Yeah, um, Maybe that was Stewart's one mistake, but I don't think it was complete recklessness. Um, some of the other times where this happened, it definitely has been, but not yeah. this one. Yeah, I mean, um, that's exactly it. Uh, you you got to think, too. I mean, Ping, how much f- – I mean – no offense to, you know, JT and Alessi, who was also there, but Stewart's going so much faster. You come up on those guys quick, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard for me. When I, when I would get into lappers, because I've, I've been taken out many times by lappers, and I, I got really cautious, like especially later on in my career where I'd get to them, and, man, I just – I mean, I found a nice wide line around them, mm-hmm. and – you can't really do that if you're a guy who wants to go win races. You know, you got to get through them now. And I think that's what gets James in trouble is, like, you know, the, the, I think the bad one everybody goes back to is that one in Phoenix where he right. clipped Partridge. And, I mean, that was ugly. And yeah. probably, you, you know, was his fault. And I think what makes people mad, too, is that he never gets – really called out for it. Like that one in Phoenix was probably really bad judgment on his part. And the TV guys were like, well, you know, and, and they always make excuses for him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, um, it's hard for him for sure. When you're trying to get to the front, you're in a pack of JT and Alessi. It's like, you just want to get through them now. Yeah. No disrespect to them, okay. but, and then he probably wasn't thinking, okay, JT is going to go one, 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 <laughs> one. That was sort of my you know, point, I'm, yeah. I'm going to jump five and then single to the turn. So, yeah, I guess to me the determining factor was that JT said, yeah, it was it was no big deal, you know, my, my bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just it happened. Because uh, if anyone's going to be pissed, it's him. You get jumped on. Like, yeah. first thing you do is go, who is the jackass who just landed on my shoulder? <laughs> exactly. So, and, uh, yeah, we, we don't know JT could be out for a while. Stewart, on the other hand, he landed on a tough block. And he got lucky. Um, uh, it could have been way worse for him. But also, yeah. uh, I talked to Larry Brooks yesterday, and Brooks was saying, you know, he, I mean, he told James after the race, he's like, dude, you just got to know who you're around. And no offense to JT or Lessie, but, you know, you're much better than those guys. But so maybe don't do the rhythm that only five of you guys are doing. You know, do the other simple rhythm. You know what I mean? Because even if, even if Stewie pulls off the uh, single – bounce into the second one, bounce onto the table, he's still going to pull up alongside those dudes. Yeah. You know? So that was uh, Larry's only thing was, you know, you know that that rhythm that you're doing triple onto the table is, uh, you know, very rare. So maybe back that down when you're in traffic. <laughs> that's that's his wreckers or checkers mentality. You know? Yeah, yeah. Get to the front right now. And that and he either wins or he crashes, and that's, that's why. Because he doesn't consider – yeah, you know what? Maybe I should lay up right here and yeah. play it safe. Um, it's never that. It's as fast as I can go all the time. Well, definitely. Yeah, I think you oh. can see that Villapoto and Reed were in damage control. Like, they were in damage control mode the whole race. They were never 
Villapoto wasn't quite as far back. I think he was like 12th at the end of the first lap because he wasn't down in the first turn. He was just kind of caught up in it. And I think you could see by the way he was riding that. It was like, okay, today's goal is to just get the best finish I can. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to be a hero. I'm just going to minimize the damage. And I think that Reed rode that way also from the back. Whatever we get, we get. Right. Stewart, it's like he still rides to try to win the race, even if he's an 18th. Yeah. That, that'll, I mean, to me, that's going to bite one of these two guys or yeah. three or however many guys you want to put in this championship chase is the guy who can't be smart on a night like that. And, and, and last Saturday night was Stewart for sure because he gave up a lot of points by not being patient. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would have ended up. He, I mean, when he, when he went out, he was in ninth and moving up. Yeah. And probably, you know, would, he was uh, one spot behind Villapoto, I believe, I think, and Villapoto got third. So very easily uh, James could have passed Villo or tucked in behind him and got a fourth. Yeah, yeah. get a fourth. He lose two points. On the points lead, yeah, I think uh, I think Lawson in this Canard win, which we all we're all happy about Canard winning, right? Pink, maybe you more so. Uh, I was very <laughs> happy. My, my Twitter fingers are going bananas. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did see a return of the pink. <laughs> that, was more, <laughs> that was more tweets than I had in the last month. Yeah, yeah, you you were very brought you out of hibernation. The forty-one win, um, <clears throat> which is good to see. Glad glad to see that. Um, lost in the Canard win, I think, was the fact that uh, Dungey couldn't close it out. I mean, you know, he he had it. He 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 got he caught Canard from four or five seconds back, and uh, Weege he he uh, he kind of got pulled yeah. again a little bit. It's just a little discouraging, I think, if you're Ryan Dungey. Yeah, and um, you know, <clears throat> for a while, <clears throat> I said this a couple times earlier. Right? He was like in fourth and fifth, and I was like, "What's? Come on, Dungey, this is." You know, after the bad race last week, he's saying, I'm going to come back more fired up than ever. And I'm like, man, you've had the golden opportunity. All the guys you have to catch in points are way back there. And you've got to just get through, you know, Millsaps, Kennard, Wyndham, Metcalf. Like, if you're the champ of the series, you should be thinking you can beat those guys, right? And it wasn't like at any moment, still, I'm still waiting for it. It wasn't like he was riding like, all right, I'm going for it tonight. I'm going to make this happen. This is my still kind of just riding to me. And then um, it worked out that he did eventually get to Kennard and got the lead for a moment. But that was only because Wyndham crashed out. I mean, he would have never caught Wyndham. No. So I'm no. really I'm really confused. He started about fifth, and Filippoto, Reed, and Stewart were way, way back, and he still probably wouldn't have won the race. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he was in position, but only because Wyndham crashed out. And then Kennard, Kennard held it. Held it on. Last three or four laps, he pulled back away from it. Yeah, credit to Kennard. Ping, you know how hard it is. Like, if you're five, if you're getting caught from five, six seconds back, and the guy catches you, passes you, it's pretty hard to pass that guy back and open up another two or three second lead, right? Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, mean, he, you know, and, and Trace said the best thing that could happen was, was getting passed because yeah. you go from total defensive mode, like, okay, I just, no mistakes, you know, cover my inside lines. You're just, completely, you know, moving backwards to all of a sudden, okay, I, you know, you just flip the switch and you've got to get aggressive again. And so, yeah, for him, that was it. When Dungey passed and he was like, crap, and got him back and, he was, and then he just right. knew I got to go because he will pass me again. Mm-hmm. And he was able to sort of switch mindsets and pin it. 
It's, it's, uh, because it's, when you're in, you know, especially when you've got a little cushion like that, you're thinking, okay, just don't blow it. I'm, I'm, I can win this race. Right. You know, with three laps to go or whatever it was, two. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's really hard to not ride conservatively. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he couldn't ride conservatively anymore because Dungey was going to swallow him up. Right. So, um, yeah, great job on his part. And uh, as far as the Dungey thing goes, man, I, I just feel like he's got to hang it out a little more. He's that guy who's just a little too conservative. I mean, how often do you see Dungey go down? You don't. You don't. And once in a while, a guy should lose the front end or, you know, you see RV and Stewie, they're, they're pushing it, and they, they, they do once in a while. Yeah. You know? yeah. Ragdoll or tuck the front end at a turn at least. So you where... never see Dungey do that. He crashed at Anaheim. That was the first time I think I've seen him crash since, what was it, Frisco last year? Frisco, yeah. Or maybe Houston. I don't, I don't really. I think, did he crash at huh? Houston? Did he crash at Houston or something last year? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, you just don't see it that right. often. Is my point. He's very in control and smooth, which is cool, but it's not going to win races this year. So got to hang it. Okay, so here we are. We're we're six races in. Ping, Dungey's yet to get a win. Um, he's certainly. Is he? Is he as good as? Is this? Is we're six rounds in. So is he as good as last year? And the level has gone up. Is he not as good as last year? What is the deal? Because last year, you know, he was the man, as we know. So what do you think? I think last year he had nothing to lose. He was okay. a rookie. There was no expectation. He got some confidence going, and, you know, Stewie and RV were out. Not to put an asterisk by his championship, but it allowed him to get a couple wins, get some confidence going, and all of a sudden he's the man, you know, and, and there's still no expectation. He's a rookie. Everything he did was, was great. Mm-hmm. So you think um, it's more of a mental? But it was just a different mind. Yeah, it was a total different mindset. This year, he's now he's, now you're expected to win. Right. And everybody's going, oh, let's see if you can back that championship up. And and the field is as stacked as it's been in a long time. And, hmm. you know, then he comes right out in the first few rounds. First one's okay, but, you know, and then he's, he's not winning. He's not winning. And each weekend that goes by, even, even like this one, he's going to get – you know, people are scratching their heads, going, "Why couldn't he win, man? That's the champ." Yeah, this one. This That's affecting him mentally, and he's then he's, you know, it's frustrating him. I think so. This one to me was the first one that he he gave away. He had it, and he and this was the first sign of a real. I mean, obviously we've seen him not win, but to me this was a real crack in him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like this was it, and we saw him crack. Uh, for whatever reason, Weege, what do you think? Is the level better? Is he not as good? Where would you lean? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely a combination of the two. I mean, it's real simple to just say, well, now he's got faster guys to race, and that's why he's not winning. But I don't think it's quite that. You know, last year, at the beginning of the year, he was, like, nailing every start. And Dungey had always been a pretty good starter, but it was crazy. I think the first four or five races, he had, like, four hole shots or something like that. And he had races where he would have a bad gate pick for whatever reason, like a bad heat race. And he would still nail the start. Um, and to me, that's just always the sign of the guy is pumped up. Like, he's got mm. something, got the mojo going. He wants to lead. He wants right. to win. He doesn't care if the night's going poorly. By the time the main comes around, he's ready to win. And now it almost seems like he's riding a little more, you know, not to lose. Whereas last year, it was, like, fun and exciting. Like, I'm going to do everything I can. And if I win the race, I win the race. I'm going to try. Right. Um, this year, it seems like he's riding to not lose as opposed to to win, which, you know, it might work over the long haul, but after the derailment of the chain, he can't do that anymore. I mean, it might have worked except for that. He'd only be, 
I did the points. You know, if he had got fifth last week, he'd only be 16 points behind, which is fine. Right. But he's not. He's 31 points behind. So, got to throw that away. Yeah. Um, uh, Weege, do you think that uh, your report from the race and my report as well, we even uh, we took we took it a little easy on the track compared to the way the guys were firing up the torches uh, in the Dude, pits. <laughs> there were only two opinions: you they hated it, or they were like younger guys who aren't comfortable voicing their negative opinions yet. Yeah, so they didn't say anything. Yeah. But I didn't hear anything positive at all. Like I heard people try to say like Dungey didn't want to say anything bad, so he would just say it was tight. But he didn't want to say you couldn't pass. But I think everybody thought that, just not everybody expressed it. It was yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, Ping, what do you think on on TV? Well, I, I I hate when they do little bendy sweepers and chicanes and and uh, you know like forty five degree turns, even ninety degree turns. Everyone's going to go to the inside. On these four stroke bikes, you can jump everything right from the inside. You don't need any run. You look at one triple. Can you, you know, the one where Barsha and Wilson kept passing each other back? I mean, mm-hmm. it was slick as concrete before that jump, and they were still doing it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine ever jumping that thing on a 125? You <laughs> come up, you wouldn't even get to the third jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. So, you know, like to me, what they did at the last Anaheim, I wish they'd just go back to some old school layouts where it's <laughs> like literally uh, a rectangle. Down the straightaway, 180 degrees. Down the straightaway, 180 degrees. I swear to you, you'd have more passing. It would slow it down. Mm-hmm. It's like they try to get this serpentine little track wound around the ballpark and make the layout different. That's You can't pass in a chicane or a sweeper, you, you know, like yeah. a, a sweeping little bend. Yeah, you but, just can't. And what about, Everyone's going to uh, go inside to inside. That, that, that's true in any kind of racing. Like, chicanes are stupid. Yeah. And star- after that set of whoops where, you know, it went left, right, it's like, yep. Well, there was. On, no. There was zero passing from that chicane all the way to the rhythm where 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 James landed on JT. Yeah, there wasn't anything you were gonna do. You were just gonna go double, double, single, roll. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I saw JT you take know, the what's outside. Funny though is, yeah. I got a I got a tweet from Reed in in track walk saying there was some goofy tweet like you know he couldn't wait to ride it basically. Like it looks great. So I'm like, oh, cool, track's going to be good. He, he and then everybody, that. everybody was just hating it after that. I, I don't that like weird. the start. Did, did, did it look good prior? And then once you got on it, you were like, oh, yeah, this is No, I think that was sarcastic. That was sarcastic. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because later on, he sent out, bite my tongue, bite my tongue, say something positive, bite my tongue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was. Well, the, uh, Mathis, you said you talked to Brooks, and he knew as soon as they looked at it. Yeah. Track walk, right? Well, Osterman, Osterman. Oh. I don't know if any of you guys ever call Dave Osterman. It's not easy to get off the phone with Dave Osterman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have ever, you know, I know Dave for a while. He's a friend of mine. If he's listening, he knows it. He'll admit it. But somewhere in the 45-minute phone call to Dave, he he said that, you know, he had contacted Gallagher, John Gallagher, on Wednesday and said, dude, you got to fix this start. It wasn't a 90. It was a uh, 75. Wait. Mm -hmm. I don't know if my fraction, my, my tighter, tighter or wider than a ninety. It was wider than a ninety, so that would make it a seventy-five, right? Yeah, I don't. It was it was coming in a little bit of an angle coming into the turn, so it wasn't quite a ninety. It was, yeah, because they were already headed that direction the, a little bit. The the second lane was closer to the start than a ninety. 
you know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know. So, anyways. So, uh, you can tell our education. Uh, everybody can tell our education on this on that yeah. call. Geometry. Yeah. Uh, let me break out my little, uh, um, what's it? Compass. I don't even know what it's called to tell you. Protractor. 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 Uh, so... You can tell I'm back in school. I know I know all the lingo. Yeah. yeah. I've been down the school supplies lane over at Walmart a few times. Um, well, Protractor's two ninety nine. Yeah. Well, you know. Um. Did you do school shopping? Did you get a backpack and some fresh new clothes? Well, I had some. I had a backpack. I, I had to go get some, you know, highlighters and <laughs> college ruled paper. And uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, your your anyway. your former Supercross winner. <laughs> now shopping uh, at Walmart. Like Billy Madison. Now shopping at Walmart for school supplies. I, I feel like Billy Madison every time I grab my pack, my backpack, and my little lunch pail, head off. And meanwhile, <laughs> Shay Bentley, thirty-six-year-old man. What me, am I doing? Meanwhile, Shay Bentley's on a mansion on a hill somewhere in Georgia. Mm, maybe not. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, you all right? Yeah. No, hold on. So, Weege. I'm an old man. Sorry. Uh, Osterman didn't like the track going in. Spoke to John Gallagher on Wednesday. Uh, nothing was done for whatever reason. And uh, very. What, what track didn't he like the first turn on? That one there in Houston? Yeah, in Houston. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brooks walked it and said, this is terrible and sucks, but never say anything to anybody. Um, so there was quite a few people that were upset about it. Um, uh, Fisher also not a fan of it. So, I mean, right now I feel like it's pile on dirt works time once again, but I mean, they do, do, they do, 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 (laughs) they do 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 some good things, of course. Um, but, uh, not their finest hour for sure. I don't know. It's like, you can never make a track to please everybody, but this one definitely didn't please anyone. You know, Reed brought up yeah. a great point of where he believes they're pressured to create longer lap times because the fans are constantly unloading yes. on the hatred of a 40-second lap. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's really why they did that, but I guess that could be a factor. You know, they're saying we have yeah. to put in chicane because what do chicanes do? Chicanes are designed to slow things down. So they put in an S-turn. They add three or four seconds to the lap. Mm-hmm. Now the fans get to see a 50-second lap instead yeah. of 47, and everybody's happy. Ping, you, or Weege, you've written about this. You're, you, don't, you don't seem to subscribe to that theory. Well, I mean, if the fans think it, they think it. But I think there's some things that people think is what they want to see, but it's not what they really want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it sounds horrible on paper to say, oh, my God, that main event was 17 minutes or whatever. But really, all the stuff that was going down in that race, did it ever feel like it was over in a flash? No, no, not it's that not one. Like, not that one in particular. No. Well, my point is then, what you really want to see is action and racing. And if it happens, and if you see action and racing and different things happen throughout the race, it doesn't seem like it was over in a blink of an eye. You might look on a piece of paper and say, "Wow, the main event only took 15 minutes," but it doesn't seem like that if the racing is good. So I know when people see the results and say, "This race only took 15 minutes," that sucks. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what the people really want. They don't really. They'd rather see good racing first than they'd rather see five more minutes. Um, there are some races, dude, that get boring, and if you added five more. If you added five more minutes to Anaheim 2, would anyone feel like, sweet, I got five more minutes of no one passing anyone and just cruising? Right. 
Yeah. Um, my yeah, wife gets a sounds cre- good. My wife gets a credential for the races, and she wanted her credential back, her credential free credential money back after a two. So, um, or, Ping, what do you th- not exciting enough? Why, yeah, why not ex- she, not exciting enough. That? Not exciting enough. Exactly. Which right. Is so just, if they had made, if that main event was five right. minutes long, would anyone in the stands have felt like it was a better show? No, she would have got madder. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think that's the dirty little secret of Supercross, where I'm sure they can make it 25 laps if they want. But I think they have to wrestle with reality, which is, dude, some of these races that are boring would be even more boring. Yeah. So let's not do it. Ping, in your Dirty opinion, are they doing those chicanes? Because, okay, when you build that chicane, when you're when you're the dozer guy, and you're going, beep, and you're driving your dozer, um, and you're making that section, you know no one's passing there, right? We all know this. We, 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 we can see it. So... In your opinion, is that done? That kind of stuff done for longer lap times, or is just, or for lack of a better word, is it just stupidity? <clears throat> and I said well, lack of a better word. Stupid. I said, they, la- they, I said they, lack of a better word. Yeah, they, they know, they know what's going on. They know no one's going to pass there. I think some of it is, yeah, trying to get a longer lap time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. I, I, <laughs> I wonder what they're thinking. Like I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Like right. that first turn, you could walk that and go, yeah, this isn't going to work out. People are going to blow right through this and be out on the, you know, yeah. concrete. I I don't know why they would, you know, and I've seen tracks like that where it's like a, a big funneling start squeezes right into a 90-degree corner that's like the width of one track lane. 75, You're going, 75 degrees. Hello? Yeah. This isn't going to work. Oh, yeah. No, the smartest dudes were, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Ping in the in the 250 main event or even the 450, Blake Baggett just cut on over. Like Very, yeah. Like, that's just the way, it's the only thing to do if you're on the outside. You were just effed. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's not fair to keep, uh, for us and for anybody to keep hammering on Dirtworks. They, they do a lot of good things, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you, well, you, you know, you build what... you build seventeen tracks. You're gonna screw up some stuff, but you just think that after. I don't know. I feel like sometimes, and maybe there's you know sometimes there's more to it. They've got line buried already, or they've got this or that. But it's like, dude, you know when something sucks, and if if you see if somebody if a group of people are coming to you going, dude, that first turn is gonna be a problem. Don't you fix it? Like, yeah. you know, by Friday, I'm sure they've got some feedback. Yeah. And they could, you know, Friday night go out there and widen something up a little bit or move some hay bales. Sometimes all it takes is moving some hay bales over three or four feet, you know. They don't use hay bales anymore. <laughs> um, tough blocks, you know what I'm saying. Well, no, I, hay bales and tough blocks are different. Maybe you, maybe you misunderstood. Sorry, I'm old school. I'm going to call them hay bales forever. <laughs> all right, well, hey, with that, let's move on in our show and for the first time um, incorporate a rider into the show. And... uh Let's get Honda Straight Canard on the line. What do you guys say? Ping, are you going okay? to be okay? Uh, I said, let's do this. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, and we welcome in Honda Racing, Trey Canard. Uh, first win of the season, Trey. Congrats, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know what's, what's cooler, though, for you, winning the race or doing a podcast with us two uh, at 8.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. Well, I mean, it's definitely a race between the two. Yeah. Now, there's four of us on the line here. Only two of us know what it's like to win a professional AMA Supercross race. It ain't me, and it ain't Weege. So, 
Yeah, but it, it ain't me either. I, I mean, a 125 win is not as cool as no, a 250 win or 450. Here was my question, though, for you. Ping, how much did your phone blow up after the win as opposed to the other weeks when you got fourth and it was just crickets? Well, no, that was what was cool is when I'd win, I had so many friends. So <laughs> that was what drove me to try to win more races. To, I wanted people to like me. Right. And so, Trey, your phone's probably been blowing up? Yeah, just a little bit. I had, um, I, had I think I had 40 text messages um, by, like, midnight. Right. But, um, you know, and then just calls and, and stuff like that. But, you know, that's cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. I think people – I don't know that people really, like – um, I don't know if it's like he won, so I'll be his friend. I think it's more like when he does crappy, he doesn't want to hear from me anyway. So right, I'm not gonna text or call. Yeah, so. yeah. I think you um, you're definitely one of the guys from what I know from you and just and also um, you know, the guy that helps you out, who I'm friends with, who shall go unnamed. <laughs> uh, you do take this stuff pretty hard. Like you, 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 you're maybe uh, one of your traits is not being able to let go of a bad ride right away right i mean would you agree yeah i think i think that's probably a negative in a way you know um i didn't want to say negative i didn't want to use that term but yeah exactly yeah yeah i mean because you know i was the same rider at anaheim too in oakland as i am um you know as i was at houston Mm -hmm. Uh, so for me to dwell on it and and make my my weeks that much worse you know it's kind of a, a negative side of things but in a way, it's a good thing because you can kind of use it as, as motivation, but um, I think in the end it's probably not a good thing. But All right, Trey, I got a nugget of wisdom that was passed down to me because I used to be the same way where I would be angry for, like, months about a bad race or whatever. And uh, something Randy Lawrence helped me work on a lot was he'd give me 30 – we call it a 36-hour rule. And if, it, if that's not the right number of hours, you do the math or whatever. But by Monday morning – you need to let it go. You know, I, I would, he'd let me be pissed all day Sunday. That night I could rant and rave about it, smash plates, whatever I wanted to do. But by Monday morning, when we went back to the track, it was like, okay, put your big boy pants on and let's, let's move forward here and time to let it go and let's start looking at the next weekend. So I just want to, like, hand down that little nugget to you and let you run and fly like a little bird. Yeah, like a, like a, a wild stallion. <laughs> yeah. With wings, yeah. <laughs> and a yeah. sword with a chick and a sword on it on the back. <laughs> She's got a breast metal breastplate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I need to, uh, you know, get a set of big boy pants for sure. It's, it's. Um, yep. Something you need it, to work on, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's tough though. You know, whenever you you don't meet your expectations, or, or um, you know, especially when you're riding good and and uh, the weekend just doesn't kind of fall your way, but. Um, you know, I think the important thing for me, and, and I'm kind of realizing it every week, is to not dwell on it. And, um, you know, especially learned it this weekend because I was really, really struggling during the week before Houston and, and even throughout the day at Houston. And, and um, you know, kind of find out I was, you know, was in, in the right spot at the right mm-hmm. time. And, um, you know, it just kind of goes to show you just can't worry about it and got to move on. Um, what's the meetings like after the race, Trey? Where you, you know, you always have the meetings. You always keep the media waiting because you're in this stupid meeting. Um, uh, what was it like after you win? I mean, is it you got? Are you just like, hey, dude, bike was good. <laughs> let's let's get out of here. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I uh, I got to fill out like paperwork. I got to rate the bike and and um, oh, you really do oh. and answer all these questions wow. about you know fork shock, you know overall settings, tires, mm-hmm. motor settings. So um, everything was A plus. Well, it just got every. There's a rating one to five, and everything just got a five. No comments, just five. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's get out of here. I won. And then after last weekend, it was like everything got a one and a half, and and in comments, nothing so. was changed. Yeah, <laughs> same exact bike went from a five to a one. These, yeah. te- these teams, what are these teams going to realize? Maybe the post race isn't the best time to do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's- it's cool, actually, you know, and it's kind of a pain sometimes, and we don't get out of there till a lot later than, than we probably should, but, um, you know, everything's really fresh in your mind, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the weak points you can really really address, and then the strong points you can address, so. Um, cool. But, it, it, you know, what actually really happens, I can't tell you, so. Yeah, no, very top secret. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Ping, you've, I'm sure Trey isn't a regular listener of our podcasts. Maybe he is. I doubt it. So, maybe you could explain to him just... His just, lack of comment just answered that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'd be like, wait, uh, this is a podcast? I thought you guys were just calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Remaining silent works one of two ways, good or bad. <laughs> um, yeah. One to five, what do you think of the show? <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you going to finish that thought, Mathis? Well, I was what? waiting to try to rate the show on a one to five, and oh. then he paused. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. That's uh, even worse. Ping, what, what, what makes you such a big Trey Kennard fan? You've been going on here for a while now, for weeks, about how you just you love the guy, you want to make him a sandwich. Just What, what about it? Uh, just, you know what, and I'm not even embarrassed to say this with him right here on the line. It's, <laughs> it's just the whole deal because, like, I love watching him ride. You, like him, Trey. I, I, I told you this. I came out at the Honda track and told you, man. Like, I just think your style is so awesome on a bike. Like, you're so smooth and just, aside from that crash in Los Angeles, you look so in control all the time. <laughs> I mean, I just, I love it. And I, I even told you that day. I'm like, trust me, Chad Reed's watching you going, man, I like that style. Yeah, I was, Ping came up and I was like, dude, how does that guy ride like he does? It's so cool. And Ping just completely... Brighten my day by by saying that I was completely stoked. Yeah. No. I, well, yeah. And, and that's I believe that's true. Hold on. Let me finish. Let Sorry. me finish. Sorry. The other thing is just Trey as a guy because for me, um, that that goes a lot farther than even how they ride. It's just what kind of guy they are. And mm-hmm. I mean, you don't find guys that are happy outgoing, friendly, good to fans, good to people, regardless of who they are, you know, what they can do for them. Um, mm-hmm. Good Christian dude. I mean, I love seeing a, another Christian guy just, you know, have success like that. I love it. And uh, I've just never seen you be rude to anybody. You always have a smile. And I just, I think kids who are looking up to a rider. Now that Timmy's like, retired. You know, maybe how they should be or what, what the kind of guy they want to be like. I hope they're looking at you because that's, uh, to me, couldn't find a better dude. Wow, I uh, I appreciate it, man. And you know, I'm I'm trying. Like that's, I'm I'm trying to be you know everything that um, mm-hmm. that you said because it's it's uh, you know it's who I want to be in in life and and as a racer and um, you know it's it's tough sometimes you know to to have a smile when when uh, you know maybe things aren't going your way, but. Um, Kind of got to realize that uh, what you're doing is pretty, pretty unordinary. So, um, 
But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. Thanks yeah. for, for and, saying that. And actually, paying I've hung out. I mean, much to Russ Stratton's displeasure, I've hung out with Trey after the races, and I gotta say, he's always the same dude. I've been waiting yeah. for this moment where he says, "Listen, waitress, I said medium, <laughs> not medium well." You take this steak back, you know. I've I've been waiting for that moment. Haven't seen it. Always, uh, always seen him in public. Uh, you know, just eating dinner or wherever. And I believe you even bought us dinner one time, Trey. Maybe that's why I'm saying these good things about it. But oh. didn't you buy us dinner, hey, Weech? Hey, and one other thing: great sense of humor. Not a lot of guys have that. Yeah, Trey, Can I get in on this? I feel like if time. I don't, if I don't rain compliment now, <laughs> that Trey's gonna. Sorry. Figure it out. By not saying by not saying anything, I must hate him because you got um, yeah you nailed it. Ping like the hardest thing is when the guys are trying, especially. Well, how old are you now, Trey? You twenty one, twenty twenty, twenty. Yeah, yeah. I always try to defend the writers when people say like, oh, their interviews are so boring. They never have anything interesting to say. I'm like, yeah, but any other sport, these dudes would be like sophomores in college, and they'd be three years away from being a rookie in the pros, and then they wouldn't be playing in the Super Bowl for ten more years. Like you're putting a lot of pressure on young guys to give, like, awesome, exciting interviews and get their sponsors in all the time. So it's hard to do all that. But, yeah, Trey, you actually manage to do stuff with personality. You do funny stuff, but you don't do anything that would offend anybody or get your team mad, which is a, definitely a hard line to, to straddle. So, yeah, I give you credit, man. It's, it's hard to balance all that, I'm sure. I, you know, I just and, and, I try to be uh, just real, you know. Um, yep. You know, and I think that uh, what you see is, is – you know, kind of my true personality, and, and um, you know, I might get bummed sometimes and, and not want to be, you know, cooperative or whatever, but I think the main thing is to just try to consistently be that same person. And, and um, it's almost like you don't got to try because if you try, it's it's forced. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm leaving Mathis, here feeling Mathis really good about myself. I got a so. question. Thanks. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. How many other riders do you think? This is something else I like about Trey, is that he doesn't take himself too seriously. No, listen, I, I know this has turned into a huge ass kissing session. I don't mean that, but it's true. I want you guys, you, Mathis and we, to answer this question. How many other riders would go out on the opening ceremony or, or parade lap and do an air wheelie off the finish line, like a dork air wheelie? How many people would do that? Yeah, zero. No other riders. Yeah, zero. Yeah. Because they're they're too worried about they want to look cool, you know. Like Trey can laugh. I love that. Like that's that's very unique. Not a lot of guys would do that. Um, I did notice Trey. Did you see? Uh, I didn't. You know what? I missed um, this week's opening ceremonies up because I was in a Toyota suite eating some chicken wings and stuff. Um, but did you notice Shocker. in uh, uh, where were we last week? You, Oakland? No, A two. Did you notice A2, uh, Reed did a knack-knack in front of you? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was cool, man. I was pumped. Like, he was pumped, too. It was he, cool. Like, he's probably reading us idiots in the in the media going, this is awesome. Kennard's doing tricks, air wheelies. You know, this is what we want to see. And he's probably like, I'm going to show. So I think you've raised his game up on that opening ceremonies parade lap. <laughs> you know? I don't know. His, his knack was way better than mine this weekend. Like, I overjumped the triple by, like, 15 feet, and I kind of realized that, like, Mid neck and it was kind of scary, but yeah, um, but yeah, I was pumped. Like that was kind of, I was hoping that if I did that, maybe you know people might join in because I mean, not to talk bad about anyone, but opening ceremonies has really been like 
kind of a drag. So. Well, I've been on this. I've been beating that drum for a long time. I don't understand it. I remember the days of uh, RC getting flat, McGrath doing a um, a knack knack. Like it was like, hey, check me out. I've been selected to do this. This uh, you know, I've been one of four riders selected to do this lap to show the fans the very first time the fans that filled the building how this track is going to go, and the dudes just do dead sailors. Over. Yeah, that that was so cool for me whenever I went to Supercross and right. I remember like one of the I don't know first five or six Supercrosses I went to. Um, MC and and uh, Reed did knack knack side by side. Dude, I was like right. I was like blown away. Like I thought it was the sickest thing I'd ever seen. Like, and the crowd was just going nuts. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like watching from the the sidelines the last couple of years is, I don't know. I I, I think. You know, there's nerves, and, and the track is a little bit sketchy at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Just, I don't know. I, I think if I crash and crash and burn, it's going to be cool either way. So you mean it's sketchy? Why? Just because it's fresh, and you're just you're. Yeah, what, what you... I mean you're not warm. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the the track is like all tracked in, and it's a little slick, and you know everything's kind of a little bit. I don't know, like not broken in. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes it well, that much sketchy, too, but when they track the triples and stuff, mm-hmm. your the amount of throttle you got to give, the speed you got to hit them changes because now you're in soft, unpacked dirt. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's a little sketchy, like especially the neck neck in the dark. Like, <laughs> really scares me sometimes. I kind of wonder why I do it, but um, well, next up for you, um, and I feel like I've helped with this this celebration you do. Next up, grab a whole shot and do the knack knack over the first triple. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm that kind of status yet. It's been done. I know, but MC's got the knack knack in his sleep. That's true. I'm still like forcing it. Ping, I'm did still, you like? Yeah. The first girlfriend you have, and you take it to the movies, and it's just awkward and weird. That's my knack <laughs> knack. Dude, buy it, Mike and Ike's, <laughs> and a soda. Have some popcorn. You know, maybe a little. Maybe you could, you know. You guys make out a little by the end of the night. No, just, just put saying. the arm around. Just I feel like it. we all want to make out with Trey right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah yawn, arm behind. <laughs> hey, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm pumped, man. <laughs> like I'm leaving this interview, like or podcast or whatever you want to call it. All like, of it. Yeah, you can really, go. really excited about it. Um, well, yeah. I'm just saying, how weird would it be? Like, could you ever picture Chad Reed doing an air wheelie? No, it ain't, it ain't happening. He'll never, never would do that ever, ever. I don't want to like, gonna do on this weekend. You know, puff myself up, but I don't know that there's many people that have that intricate skill. That intricate skill, <laughs> dude. I think you're <laughs> crashing every time you do it. I'm like, ah, he's going yeah. too high. Like, you, it looks like you're going to crash. You it's did scarier it scarier to me than a knack knack. Yeah, you did it. You did it at the Honda track when I was there that day, <clears throat> and I I freaked out. My heart dropped. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. And then I'm like, I look over, and then Timmy's laughing. I'm like, what was that? That's an air wheelie, dude. I'm like, oh, sorry, I, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been, uh, I've been doing them a lot. I think on the 450 they're easier, like, cause you just got all that torque, you kind of right. do whatever you want. But I've kind of been disappointed with the air wheelies I've done in the races. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not quite 12 o'clock. But all right, let's 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 turn let's turn this into a little more serious here. Yeah. Or ping, are you? Hold on, real fast. Is that was that a Ronnie Mack trick that was sort of passed down? Oh no, man! Ronnie Mack stole mine. Okay. Well, it All wasn't right. really my trick. It's kind of just dedicated to every every beginner rider that 
It's just learning to jump. There you go. Yeah. You know, I, I think what it is is when I first started jumping, I was like, I looped it out probably 20 times. And wow. I just became really good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it became natural. Yeah. Uh, the Don't Stop the Swagger guy also almost does an air wheelie. Yeah, lot. he's got it handled, dude. You might want to watch him. 490. Dude, Damon, he's cool, man. He's got a book. You should read it. Yeah, I, I actually want, I want to interview that guy. I said something to Davey and Brian. I said, hey, I want to do something with this cat. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's got, got a cool a, story. Actually, I'm not man. saying he belongs out on the track, but he's got an interesting story. Hey, he's got an awesome story. I think I think mm-hmm. he played professional football somewhere or something. In Canada on the Calgary Stampeders. Oh, did he? Yep. Whoa. And uh, now he's out here just trying to trying to fulfill his dream. He's you know, going for it. Medi knows him well. Yeah, so. they're, they're, that's how I know him. Through Medi? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be my – I was thinking the same thing, Ping, and I was like, oh, maybe Medi would be the guy to, to contact, you know. Um. Uh. So, Trey, so, okay, now – can you win this weekend? Are you going to win this weekend? Are you throw it down? Can we? I mean, now you won one. They're all easy, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, you know once you win once, you're going to win them all. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> I, I'm just not, I'm not even going to ride one of the practices. Maybe two of the practices. <laughs> just ride the first one. Oh yeah. wait, it's not time. Yeah, I'll just use my provision and and um, my provisional and mm-hmm. not worry about it. Yeah. Um, looking forward to this weekend. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a, a mutter, maybe. Yeah, I think that's uh, going to be the case. It's looking, um, you know, the funny thing about California, if there's any percentage of rain, it's more than likely going to rain, Like, which is kind of weird because mm-hmm. Oklahoma, it's like we're in such a weird part of the country. Like, right. it would be 90% chance of rain and, like, it would miss us. So, yeah. um, you know. And you could I, also get a chance of a tornado and then it's sunny, right? Yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it, it was like. Minus twelve last week, and this week it's seventy-five. So, also um, another thing you did be- was become the first Oklahoman to win a Oklahoman to win a Supercross. Man, I I wish I wasn't because I'm such a fan of Robbie Raynard and Guy Cooper. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, amazing. Coop's never won one. Doug Dubok got one. Yeah, Guy should have won a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he was, he was right there a few times and he's also a big fan of yours as well. I did a podcast with him a little while ago and he said, I hope he breaks all the records for Oklahomans. So <laughs> there he goes. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome, man. Hey, did you see the race on video? I did. Did you see Shane Drew pretty much gang tackle your mechanic? Yeah. I never saw that one coming. No, all. I never, I know, I've known Drew my whole life. I've known him for <laughs> 20 years. And uh, I can't believe he, he jumped on your mechanic like a spider monkey, like, <laughs> like he, a spider monkey chip. <laughs> <laughs> like he came from the back, even like surprised the crap out of him. Yeah, man. I I think everyone at, at Honda was just so excited. You know, they they mm-hmm. put so much effort into their program for the last, you know, really the last twenty years, and um, you know, did not get probably as many wins as, as they'd hoped for. You know, they've they've yeah. had wins over the last few years, but I think yeah. they want you know they've wanted more and and you know I don't know if this year they really expected um, any wins at all with uh, with this being my my new year. I know that they wanted them, but um, I knew they think that there would be a, a learning process and mm-hmm. you know to get one sixth round in, it's like you know everyone was just is ecstatic. So um, it was cool for me. You know, the, yeah. I, I know those guys are really serious guys and. Um. They're hey, all pretty giddy. Hey, Ping, uh, what did you buy with your first bonus check from your first Supercross win? 
Well, I didn't buy anything. No. I I just put her in the bank. Yeah. I was this is one thing I was good at was being smart with the peanuts that I did make. Mm-hmm. So because for a win back then, I think my first win I made fifteen grand. Fifteen. Yep. Fifteen grand. Yeah. Uh, that was big though. That's ninety seven. I made a I made a car payment and then put the rest in the bank. <laughs> Trey, what are you what are you gonna get with your with your check with your first win? Anything? You got your was it a goal or anything or? Uh, I got a diamond out Breitling coming and uh, <laughs> Mercedes Benz, and uh, I'm gonna get you know a pool at my house with uh, what do they call that cave thing? The, the grotto. The grotto. Mm-hmm. And um, be sure to shape it like a middle finger and fill it with avian water too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. I don't know, man. I, I've been pretty. I don't know. I, I'm a tightwad, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll buy some some clothes here and there and that sort of thing, but right. I just. I mean, I still drive a van. Yeah, you do. Good point. So. So do I, but I don't quite have. Don't the money stop either. the swagger, Trey. Don't stop drop the swagger until you're old. Well, uh, <laughs> well, hey, thanks for coming on, Trey. We're gonna. Oh. Uh, we're going to move on in our show and discuss the, the 250 class. Which oh, no, no worries. Thanks for having me. Sorry it was complicated with no. my iPhone. Very discouraging. Shh, don't apologize. Don't apologize. It's okay. It's, a, it's not you. It's us. It's not well, you. Well, I us. needed something negative because I got a whole lot of positives. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, great, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. Sweet. Thanks, Go Greg. Leafs. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> See you. See ya. Did you guys hear that? He said go, go Leafs. Leafs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is they're seriously gonna turn it it's gonna turn into a competition. Yeah. Like you this guys is, are just gonna be battling. We might have to have like Mathis. a fucking war. I'm gonna hump Mathis. I'm gonna hump his Back leg off. this weekend. <laughs> Back off. Um hey, and with that, let's take a quick uh commercial break here and then uh, come right back. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike-car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. And we're back. All right. Got Trey Kennard on the line. Thank you uh, for having him. Let's move on to this thing. I've got thing. an idea. What? I've got an idea, guys. What? I've got an idea. We need to have another one of your world-famous eating competitions. <laughs> no. With the prize being I the can't love win that. I, Mathis <laughs> embarrassed me the last time. I what? laughed so hard I had a hot dog coming out my nose. I doubled up hot dog and banana, which you never yeah, thought never of. Seen no, a guy, I've never seen a guy peel a banana, throw it inside his hot dog bun with his hot dog, 
and pound it was followed by a water. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you not shoot pork out your nose? Um, no, we. But for the love of Trey, these are the sacrifices that you will have to make. Why don't we do like a running race? Let's mix it up. No. <laughs> Five and Bob. Do a 20-mile cycling ride or something. Huh? You got it. Well, we'll do that. It's over. We'll do the cycling. We'll do a cycling and eating contest, and then we'll get in an octagon. <laughs> Three things. You know? So, um, we already held the running race and cycling race. It's over. It wins. What? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a regular animal on the bicycle. All right. Hey, Ben and Jerry's ice cream eating contest. Just one of the little pints. <laughs> Dude, that's legit. Because it combines what you did with, with my other my second passion in life, next to Trey Kennard. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's quickly wrap up the 450s here. Uh, Millsaps, uh, flavor, great. Ben and Jerry's flavor of that. Sorry. Great ride for Millsaps. Ginger snap. We always bag on them on the show, or we have bagged on them before. Great ride for Millsaps. Ooh. Millsaps. Fastest, oh, lap, fastest lap of the night. Fourth place. Uh, three KTMs in the top ten. So, Take that, Mathis. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and there was some polls put up this weekend, Ping. There was three polls on the track. Yep, I was happy to see it. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. Michael Essie is trying, Weege, so you're happy? Yep, theory's proven right. Theory's proven right. Uh, anything else uh, Anything else about 450s? I didn't notice Justin Brayton. Yeah, first turn crash, you know, so. He's um, invisible. Again, fourth, seventeenth doesn't matter. Thirteenth, <laughs> seventeenth. Yeah. You know what he had on the back of his pants, Ping? Like quietly or something. Yeah, that what it was? yeah quietly. Yes. Uh, yes. Whatever position, whatever position he gets, he did it quietly. You know, what was, win quietly. You know, it was funny, Weech, and I don't. Ping didn't see this because he wasn't watching practice. He was uh, on his couch. Roxon just whipping it every chance he got. Like. Roxon seriously yeah. must have thought he was in a best whip contest as well. Ping. He was insane. Just 16 years old, riding the 450 class, and just getting flat over anything he can. It was it – was, For no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Fun to see. I like to see that. Just a guy, he's just having fun, you know? But that was the only Roxon part of the weekend for Roxon. Otherwise, I think if you'd put bets down on the table, probably the least likely odds would be – you know, road smooth, road smart, road solid, yeah. top seven. Yeah. Like, I think that was the least, like, everyone figured crazy awesome or huge wad up or maybe both, but just yep. solid seventh. Yeah, Leighton, the, Leighton told me before the race, this is either going to go really good or really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what he, I mean? Like, he was right in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, how much ping do you think, like, Shorty got fifth, great ride for him again. Uh, that's two in a row. How much do you think Shorty was, like, do you think, I mean, we all know he's a good guy and he's a professional. Was he extra motivated because of Roxon? do you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I promise you the last thing he wanted was that kid, you know. Right. They'd come out and beat him in his, what is it, the sixth, fifth or sixth Supercross race ever. First one on a, right. in a big class. Yeah. You know. I, I, on Roxon, man, I just want to say, I, same thing you guys are thinking. It's so fun to just watch a kid who... You know, it's just lo- he's just so he's smiling under his helmet, just right. being out there. Right. You know, he's probably singing the German version of Hanson's Mbop in his head, just out there getting some, <laughs> whipping it. You know. Yeah. By the way, which I would like to hear the German version of Mbop. Yeah, absolutely. Mbop, You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. impressed. That's the song you come up with to represent happiness. 
you're having a good day. I, I, I defy you to you. play that song right now and not tap your foot. I, you can't do it. I heard it at Disneyland the other day, and I'm all, mm, bop, and I just started, like, getting some. Head was bobbing. Hey, uh, that was embarrassing, but I didn't care. All right, let's move on to the Another lo- depressing day at Disneyland, but somehow that song was able to turn around. <laughs> Another long day at Disneyland with all the gays. Wow, I was happy. Um, listening to Hanson. Let me know when I continue the show. Let me know when Go I... ahead. Okay. Uh, anything else about the 450s, weeds or ping? Anything else uh, you guys want to talk about, or you just want to move on to the uh, to the 250s? Well, Chisholm. What about Chisholm? Any update there? Um. Yeah, just uh, hopefully the, today they're going to take the breathing tube out and he can breathe on his own. So, so. there was some bruise. pretty bad rumors going around. He collapsed the lung. Bruised lungs. Line, what yeah, bruised bruise lungs. lungs. And I guess when you do that, sometimes they're bad enough where you, they don't want you to breathe on your own. So, but everything else is fine as far as I know, movement-wise and all that. You know, like just a, a collapse or a bruised lung. Ping, you're the big doctor on this show. So, um, it's a pneumothorax is what it's actually called. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and what can, what can happen if it remains collapsed is it'll start to uh, push over on your heart and affect the way your heart can pump blood. That's why it's critical to fix it with a tube or a... Right. Needle decompression. Um, real, real bummer for him, um, obviously, uh, but also personal-wise. Also because Weege, he's been on it lately, huh? Yeah, it was just on the verge of that breakthrough. I mean, he was fifth fastest in practice. Um, you know, last week at Anaheim, too, he was riding really well. He was there in the top five. He just had a – I thought it was a tip-over that caused his radiator shot to get ripped off, but apparently it was a radiator shot that got ripped off that caused a tip-over. That was even – wasn't his fault at all. But either way, he was kind of – I think on the verge of some real breakthroughs here, and that usually seems to be the time when this stuff happens. What a bummer. You know, I don't think he – I think he's another rider, maybe like Brayton, who sort of is quietly slips in these really good results. No one really talks about him. Definitely yep. doesn't get the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know if I'm the only one, but I had a really bad taste in my mouth because of that whole deal at Salt Lake a couple years ago with him blocking for Bubba. Mm-hmm. Does anyone, like, that was, when I think of Josh Susan, that's immediately what I think of, and I'm like, ah. But as I've gotten to know him a little bit and just kind of watching him, he, he's actually a really nice guy. Like, it probably isn't a fair thing for me to do. So, yeah, and I, like you said, I think he was on the verge of really, too bad he got hurt because this you is actually, really looking like a great season for him. You actually called him Josh. Oh, sorry. The, 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 the supermoto racer. My bad. He's another, he's a supermoto racer. Um, uh, no, you know what? Um, <laughs> did I say Josh? You did. Yeah. <laughs> you did. My bad. Um, Sorry, Josh. Apologies to Josh Chisholm. I didn't know there was a Josh Chisholm, so I spelt, apologize yeah, to Josh. Spelt, there is a Josh different. Chisholm? Yeah, spelled different. Yeah, no, no, no. No, um, no uh, yeah, uh, our thoughts go out to him for sure. Uh, he's a good dude. Yeah. Ex-Brand Goggle athlete yep. also, by the way. Um, Ex-Brand okay. Goggles, check him out at your local dealer. Um, <clears throat> all right, 250 class. Um, I... I'm. I wrote in my column again. Barsha and Wilson. It was cool to watch, but I think they're both being a little bit dumb out there. I'm not a fan of the passes where, you know, you don't have a chance to make the turn. You just drive to the exit, and then you stop and kind of pivot. Um, Ping, what do you think? Is that is that fair racing? What we saw between Barsha and Wilson? Yes. Uh, Barsha had one pass early on. Um, where he came in and made pretty good contact with Dean. You know, if you're racing, it's too much. If you're in the stands, I like it. Right, 
Right. I don't have to, you know, lift my foot up to keep from getting it crushed. Yeah, but, I liked it as sitting in the press box. It was exciting, but I don't think it's a good racing, you know? What happened no, to the old like, block pass? What happened to just no, block pass? But, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to be pussies a little bit as, you know, mm-hmm. critics of the sport because, man, go back to look at Anaheim 86. You know how hard Bailey and RJ smashed into each other that night? I mean, they hit hard a few times. Mm-hmm. But no one ever went, oh, that was BS. I can't believe those guys were hitting. You know, like, sometimes, you know, I don't know. It, it wasn't like he teed on them. He came in and they hit kind of side by side. I just, I don't want. And, li- and it was a track that was really hard to pass on. So right. any passes that were made had to be sort of forced like that. To me, when you come I, off the jump and you aim your bike to the exit of the turn, you know, and you go yeah, and you drive straight out there, I don't like that. I just. Like what happened to getting alongside the dude and pumping, and you can hit him like a block pass, and you take the inside away from him, and then you win. Like the, those guys were going stopping and driving to the outside of the corner, and you know the other guy, if the other guy had was looking straight down at his gas cap for whatever reason, he would have t-boned him. You know, I don't, I just I don't like that passing. But in the press box, it's exciting. Weege, do I have a point or am I crazy? You know what though, I don't know if you can always say that the that each thing is an option under all circumstances. There mm-hmm. were some times where I think Barsha wouldn't have been able to make a pass unless he made a pass like that. He needed to go five feet even further over to the exit mm-hmm. in order to execute the pass. And he still executed the pass. So he went from second to first, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, if, if you're hitting the guy, and Barsha has done this in the past, there have been times where he could have made a pass and for no reason took the guy wide, ran into the guy. I don't know yeah. why he would do that. But I feel like some of the passes he made were this was the only way he was going to make the pass. He couldn't do a 1990s block pass or whatever you want. Or he wouldn't. He didn't have enough distance. He wasn't close enough. So right. he made it work. So I don't really have a problem with it. I'll tell you what I don't like. And this I saw Dean do this. I thought Barsha's passes were made to move forward. Like he was trying to get to the lead, period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There was a, a block pass that Dino made, though, where he – he stopped Barsha up in the turn, looked over at him. You know, I don't like when they start doing that. It's like, all right, make your block pass, but move on. Don't mm-hmm. stop and hope the guy, you know, hangs up on your Tips back door and falls. Right, right. Well, That's dumb. No. Um, um, well, the thing with the um, – the other thing is the thing – Wharton, Wharton was gaining on him. You're, you're both effing each other up so much that here comes Wharton. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like – there comes yeah. a point where you're just like, what's going on? Um, so, I don't know. I'm just – anyways, no love lost between those guys. This could get ugly, huh, Weege? Yeah, and I'm, I'm pumped on that. I mean, I don't think there's anything to complain about. I think it's cool. No. I think it's fun. And I also think it's interesting where you saw the completely different approach of the two riders in the two different classes. Most of the 450 guys were, we're not even going to try to make passes. It's not, a, it's not possible here. I'm just going to wait for the guy in front of me to make a mistake. And we saw – I don't know, half a dozen lights guys, feet off the pegs, hitting tough blocks or hay bales, whatever you like to call them, just hanging it out and doing wild stuff. Like, that's how they approach it. Oh, if the track's hard to pass on, I'm just going to have to get even gnarlier. <laughs> Where the 450 guys are, hard, our track's hard to pass on, I'm just going to have to be calmer. It's right, a complete right. different <laughs> way of approaching the race. Right. Um, uh, well, I would say I that, that's you, but... Yep. One of the one of the most seasoned veterans in the class made a pretty mo- questionable move. Steve, I know you were not really psyched on how Sipes went about trying to go. No, I, and I like Sipes. What'd you think of that, Ping? 
We all like Sipes. You know, it we was have... a tough one. I do. I, lo- I love I mean, Ryan Sipes. Another like, really, really good dude. His brother's um, name is Pooh. How could you not love him? <laughs> I just, it was, I think he, his, his intentions were good. That was a good corner to make a pass because he ran it in, right. kept the other guy from doing the triple, and then, you know, side by side, and you're, you're looking good. I'm trying to give him the kind of the benefit of the doubt here because that turn got really slick. It was down to just hard pack base. You could see it all shiny. Yeah. And I, I think he thought he could jump in there and like just kind of freak Wharton out enough that Wharton would back off from the triple. And maybe it looked to me like Wharton went into the turn and around it quicker than Sipes thought he would. You know what I mean? He just sort of mischimed it. Right. And by the time he got there, there was no stopping or getting out of the way. And Wharton blasted him hard, and it was it was ugly for sure. When you watch it, you're like, "Eesh, that was that was not good." I mean, anytime you both go down, that's obviously you miscalculated. Um, but I don't know. I'm not going to condemn him for it either. Like he did catch yeah. Wharton. Wharton might have. I don't know if Wharton was a little tired or if Sipes was just starting to feel it or what. But he did catch him from a little ways back, and if there, you know, there's no place to pass. He, it was two laps left. He had to do something. Yeah, right. No, it sounds right. like I'm defending him now just because I like him, but no, I like him too. Pretty, it was pretty rough. He's a good dude. Sure. It was a little out of character, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have a history to do at all. Um, another big, big news on the uh, on the day was Mookie Mookie Stewart, who who also blew up a dude, <laughs> PJ Larson, who uh, hey, what? that was ugly. Yeah, that, that was crash was really ugly. That was like a hey, I'm gonna pass you, and then I'm going to take you wide, also. Right? That was sort of like, hey, look at me. I got in front of you, and now I'm just going to drive to the bales. And, and oh, shit, we both went down. Oh, yeah, they did, too. Hey, he was better than I thought, Weege. I'd never seen him ride much. No, um, I know that everybody was pumped on the Stewart brother for a long time. You'd hear people talking about, oh, but I heard his brother's even more talented. But I've been to enough of the amateur races and stuff. I mean, he was always decent, but it was never like he – well, to give you an idea, he – Never won a title at Loretta. I think he won two motos there, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, so the record speaks for itself. It wasn't like he wasn't on the same level, say, as the other rookies like Anderson and Treadle, who had won a whole lot. So, I mean, you wouldn't expect him to be up there with those guys, but he looked really fast. He looked really exciting. It was one of those weird deals, though, when you're watching him in practice, saying, oh, look at this lap. This is going to be a flyer. This is going to be unbelievable. And then it would be like 12th overall. So I'm really... I don't know. It was almost like he looked faster than he was. I mean, he rode well, but I don't know. Not, not quite sure how to rate that. You, you he looked him faster. quite a bit at Loretta's then, Leach, huh? Because, I mean, I, I don't What's think that? a lot of us. Like, I, I never saw him ride ever, so it was all new to me. No, and that's what I mean. He ride quite a bit. At... Yeah, and he would get fifth and sixth. You know what I mean? He was never the guy in any class. Um, I remember mm-hmm. a couple years ago, Weston Pike outdueled him for a title, I think, in the B class. And Pike's a good rider. You know what I mean? But that was basically the level that Malcolm was, was at, battling Weston Pike. So that would give you an idea. So if he comes in there and he was a top five guy, I'd say that that would be way above par. And he looked fast, but um, didn't, didn't work out. And Larson, by the way, Larson was also just as surprising. Larson uh, was Larson, very surprising, yes. Yeah, he was right there. It really showed – I've seen that happen with a couple of guys. Like I remember when Mike Brown came back to the U.S. after a few years in Europe. I think there's a few guys who are so pumped up that they finally scratched and clawed their way back to where they wanted to be. You can see it, man. Larson was 
was ready to do some racing. Just unfortunately, he didn't get really a chance in the main. Who knew? Yeah, that? I think yeah. we're going to see Larson on the podium. I think we're going to also see yeah. Sipes on the podium. And yeah. one guy who, if, if you weren't paying close attention, you don't realize how fast he was was Baggett. That dude is going to win some races, and yeah. he quietly worked his way up from way back, but mm-hmm. fastest lap of the night in the class. And um, boy, as light as he is, you got to expect him to pull some hole shots here on that bike. Yeah, and Baggett was my I pick think, to win. In practice, I, he was flying in practice. He may not have had the best time because he got f by some dudes, but, dude, you should have seen him in practice. He was zipping through guys, you know. Um, without a doubt, Baggett's going to win. I was surprised at Baggett. I know PC, we shouldn't be surprised, but I thought he was better than Dean and better than Barsha. Just got a bad got a bad break in the heat, went down the first turn. Therefore, he barely qualified. Therefore, got a bad gate pick, got a bad start, and still made a third out of it. Granted, with some help from Ryan Sipes and Blake Wharton, but hey, he would he would have got a fifth without those two. No, a sixth. Yeah. No, fifth. a fifth. No, fifth. Yeah, yeah, a fifth. fifth is right. Canadian math. You know, you know so. who was a bummer of the night. Well, not he was the bummer of the night, but Durham. So bummed he broke oh, yeah. his foot because he was on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What do you think of yeah. Wilson and his race? Any anything you didn't like in their ping? Ping. Just just didn't like it when clipped the tough block and broke his foot. <laughs> that was it. I mean, no, I, yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, nothing No. No. Nothing questionable, though, like riding-wise. Well, I didn't think so. All right, okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Um, and then also, too, look at Rockstar Suzuki throwing two complete rookies out there in Treadle and Anderson and doing pretty good, huh, Weege? Yeah, what a contrast what they have on the West Coast where they have two of the all-time start leaders yeah. with Davalos and, and Morris. And then they throw in two riders who have combined for zero Supercross starts. Um, yeah, I, uh, actually, when I talked to Jason Anderson before the race, because I was, I was hyping him up a bit, um, yeah, then I was could, a little worried. You could say that. Said, yeah, and then I was a little worried because I talked to him. We did a video with him, and he said, uh, yeah, but I'm kind of, my style's way better for outdoors, and it's going to be kind of tough, and I'm working with Tortelli to try to fix that. And I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to do as well as I thought, and then I'm going to look bad. And uh, Treadle, Treadle did finish ahead of him. I don't think there were really any moments where you said, dude, that Anderson kid is flying or that Treadle kid is flying. But they did get results, which, well, Ping, you might be able to answer this one better. Can you really even rate guys in their first Supercross ever? I mean, look what happened to Tomac in Anaheim 1. It was not nearly as well yeah. as it's written since. So can you really no, read into def- it much? It definitely takes a, a while to get a good reading on how they're going to be. But, you know, the fact that they kept it on two wheels and – were smart about it. They didn't, you know, yard sale. That, that says something for sure. And and honestly, I watched Treadle a little bit early preseason, like early December. He did not look great. I was thinking, eesh, this kid's going to struggle a little bit. So he pulled it together quite a bit. And I never got to see Anderson ride because he was, he was hurt, um, you know, during much of that time. But I thought they both looked good. And if, if they can continue to keep it on two wheels and just build confidence, get some experience there. Yeah, they'll be doing fine. I want to go on what the record. What, what happened time. to Nico Izzy? Bike problems of some sort, right, Steve? Yeah, he he, he tweeted something about a rear brake pedal um, jacking up. Because uh, he was up there. He went pretty fast. Actually looking pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that, that was a bummer. I was hoping to see him yeah. pull it back together, you know. He's had a rough couple of years. Yeah, but Ping. I go on the record oh. that the Ping, that was the first time I've heard someone actually say someone – did not look good at the test track. 
I feel like <laughs> for three months of the year we don't have any races, and then you just ask people, man, we're out of the test track, look good. We're out of the test track, look good. Healthy, strong, smooth, looking good. Like everybody. That's the first time I've ever heard someone actually say one to the test track. And I was waiting for you to just say, I saw Chubb at the test track, and he looked good. So kudos <laughs> to you for actually having some opinion. McGrath's on a KTM. He's four seconds faster than he's, than he's ever great. been. Looks great. Right. <laughs> Tearing it up. Kyle Regal. Dude, he's flying at the test track. That, that was this well, year. We, I heard. We, you just said that Anderson's, Anderson's Supercross style wasn't quite right, so he was going to Tortelli for advice. And I went, oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm a little worried for that. Yeah. You know, working with my trainer, but, Sebastian, I'm like, you mean Tortelli? Oh. Yeah, that's like, uh, hey, I got, a, like, I got a marathon coming up. Have you met my trainer, Fat Albert? <laughs> well, it's like, uh, hey, hey, hey. Craig, you know, his, Christian Craig's biggest thing is sort of being, um, you know, he needed to calm down and smooth out and just sort of even keel it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he hooked up with Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, wait a minute. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, who the hell is Lance Vincent? Oh, uh, that's Chris Craig's buddy. He's from Texas. Oh. Yeah, he's a Honda of Houston kid. You got eighth. Yeah, he's a little dude. He's like up to my kneecaps. Smaller than Al- smaller than Alex Martin, who got tenth. Who actually? They might duel. They should go back to back, and we should just measure them out with Jimmy Dakotas in the running. With Jimmy right there. You're right. All three of them. They could also be horse jockeys easily. Or Ewoks. Like, I'm making jokes about how tall they are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Uh, I didn't really notice Lance Vincent, but good job on that. Eighth place. Um, the only thing yeah, I know about Lance Vincent good rider. is somebody told Holly do an interview with this kid, and I think it was a woman, maybe his mom or something like that. So Holly, of course, got very excited. And was like, I wanted to do this Lance Vincent interview. I couldn't find him. Uh, what's he look like? Well, who's this Lance Vincent guy? I got to do an interview. This, this chick told me I got an interview. <laughs> Which is, as we know, that's Holly's only real goal in life. She please the ladies. So uh, I was like, ah, it probably doesn't matter. It's his first race. I mean, you know, it's not like I right. you know, expect him to do well. He's just kind of learning the ropes, right? It's only his first race. But then he got eighth, and then Holly was all super bummed that he didn't get that interview because now his mom or somebody's going to be upset. That's all I know. Poor mom doesn't know what's coming. I'm sure see, Jim will see, make it up to him somehow. <laughs> I'm sure Jim will make it up to <laughs> the kid or the mom or something. Um, hey, Pink, can you can you finally come around to Weege and I's thinking that the East Coast is stronger than the West Coast? Can, can I get a I was wrong? Can we get that? Um. I say it was, but had the West Coast not had a bunch of guys fall out with injury, I don't think it would have been. If Wilhon had stayed healthy, if Morris had stayed healthy, um, I don't know. And, and I think had Anderson not got hurt, I think they would have put him on the West too, Uh-oh. and either Davalos or Morris on the East. He's playing that game. <laughs> I'm just saying. If, 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 if Anderson should okay. have rode the West, so therefore we're going to count him as a West rider. I'm not anti East Coast. I just no. I think Barsha and Wilson, Wilson Baggett, Sipes. Barsha and Wilson beat Hanny, I think, all day. Really? You think so? No, I take that no, back. Dude. I take that back. I don't I mean don't all know, I just made a bold <laughs> statement. Make it and I, take it back. 
Not not all day. Not all day. You threw it out there like, bam. I know. I did. Hang on. Let me me pick that back up. (laughs) Barsha and Wilson don't beat Hanny all day. Barsha and and Wilson beat Hanny seven times out of ten. There we go. That's what I mean. I think the problem is with the argument is that to me, Hanny can run with anyone, so that makes the argument hard to make. It's like the best of the West. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they race with a shootout and Hanny just beats these guys and wins. I wouldn't be surprised at all. So that makes the argument hard to make. In fact, I'll bet you right now that happens. I bet you Hanny wins Vegas in the East-West shootout race. I'll bet you right now. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily. <laughs> All right, I will bet stronger, you that he does I think, not. Their best guy. Huh? I will bet Ping that he does not. We'll we'll settle it on the bet at some point. But All right. right. All right. Um, All right. Listen. Okay. Take. Is Brock as, it, t- as it as it stands, the, the Anaheim opener versus that race last night. Yes, East Coast is fast. Thank you. Got more talent. Thank you. Thank Got you. Got more talent. I'm not going to say faster because I still think Hanny is potentially the fastest guy right now. But thank you. More talent. Weege? This is one of those, like, do you use the average? Do you use just the, the top of the, like, the mean, the median, and the mode? You know, thing that, maybe you're learning that. There's three different ways to average things. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I think overall the East is, I think the overall the East is uh, a little bit better. Can, uh, can Mookie make That's a podium, a- you think? I don't know. No? I don't know about that. Um, Would he have been top five had he not crashed? Yeah, he, he was. I, he was in top five when He's he went there. down. So, but I think maybe Larson might have beat. I don't know. Uh, yeah, good question. Good question. Would Baggett have got him? Would have Larson have passed him? Yeah, I'm confused over this whole race. I'm confused over this. I watched it with my own two eyes. I'm very confused. Didn't Stewart wad it on the first lap and go to like last? Yeah. He crashed in the first rhythm. So how was he? Do you mean James? I had him in like 12th, or, or 14th. Or Mookie. Do you, who do you mean? Mookie. Mookie, Malcolm Stewart, started yeah, like he's, second. Dude, he, he flew over the handlebars. It was a dirty yeah. crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was like fourth or something when he did that. But it was on the first lap, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So what's your point? My point is like I don't think we could say that the guy was going to go to the top five because he was running fourth in the first three turns. Oh. Well, no, I just... Well, he, got, he ran second in the heat, though. Yeah, like, exactly. That was, I think it surprised everybody. Yeah, it's surprising. Have I, done I, it again. I don't know. I don't know about that. <clears throat> uh, Matt LeMoyne, maybe uh, not as good as some people thought. Ninth. Tough race for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Little Goose, still in the running. Little Goose gets 11th. Little Goose. Race lights in a while? I don't, that, I don't know how that works. Yeah, right. I was confused. I mean, he's racing. I feel like he had not raced lights in a while. And how about my obscure stat of the night? Uh, Star Racing having the fastest qualifiers in all three practices. <laughs> yes. Hey, Sipes was fastest in the seated. Audette was fastest in the other one. And so Swanepoel was fastest in the other practice. How about it that? It has to be a record. Congratulations, Star Racing. Because <laughs> what team has someone who's capable of being fastest in the seated session? It also would have someone who is in the C session. In each se- session, yes, exactly. Who, who, who and to be fair, to people, to people who are listening, B and C, there is no difference. Like, it's not C isn't the crappiest guys. It's just unseated. It's all unseated, and they divide them into two groups. Unfortunately, C, the letter C is a four-letter <laughs> word in this sport. So yeah. when people hear C session, yeah, over. 
when people hear when people hear C-section, they get all freaked out. So, <laughs> I mean, really, session or section? No. My wife does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Swanepoel, uh, the night was okay. He did. He was faster than his unseated session. Both ranked the same. But didn't he have a crash in the heat? Crash in the first turn of LCQ. Yeah, Swanepoel. Like, this ain't happening. Yeah, he. Yeah. Oof. It was a bad night. Yeah, it was not um, a good night for him. But, I mean, did anybody really think that, you know? Well, that's the point I'm getting at here. The record, He's South African, correct? Yes. The record for South Africans in Supercross is not very good. I mean, Langston did eventually figure it out, but there were a whole lot of crashes beforehand. Um, Langston, did Langston sorry, ever? Uh, Albertine, a whole lot of crashes. And it's not going very well here for Rattray on, like, his second try. So, yeah. And also, one one make a case that Langston never really figured it out. He just finally had to drop down. He had to be 25 years old and drop down to uh, the lights class on the best bike in the class. On the best bike. To finally win. Yeah, but he got it done. You can't take that away from him. He got it done. You're right. I can't. I, I, I keep making these bold statements and taking them back. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can poo-poo anybody's results, but he, he won a championship. Right. Jeremy McGrath was not that good. Oh wait! I mean, I mean. <laughs> wait a minute! Hold on! Hold, hold on! on. Let me, hold on! Let me, no. take, let me take that back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring the sound effect next week, and I'm gonna have that da-da sound effect <laughs> when I make a bold statement, and then I'll back it down. But it'll sound really good. All right, and then with, get the one that goes wah wah wah. Yeah. I mean, wait a second. Um. All right. So with that, let's uh let's wrap this thing up. Anything else? Any closing statements? Uh, Ping. Um. I want to say. So you love I'm, I'm getting, it's hard to watch some of these things on TV, like with the massive blast of ads you get about halfway through. You know, like there was a big old spiel on the nuclear cowboys thing, which I know nobody wants to say anything bad because it's a failed event, but, man, I don't know. I don't hear good things about that show from a lot of people. And I don't, I, I just don't fight. like that they tie it to Supercross, like, it's the same thing. It's the same people, same crowd. Well, I mean, this is the same people that put Dennis Anderson of Gravedigger side-by-side side with Ryan Dungey at the opener. Yeah, I know. Well, so. I realize it's a business, but I cringe a little bit when they do that. That monster truck deal and this, it's like, man, go ahead and run an ad, but please don't say, hey, if you're here at the Supercross, you're going to love the Nuclear Cowboys. I don't know. Uh, Just me? Am I the only one? Or are you guys not, not going to touch it? What? You know, I tried to defend those shows uh, the first couple weeks we did this, but I'm out of, I'm out of ammunition. Uh, the only thing I've got left at this point is what you said. Here's the thing. Here's the Otherwise, thing. I can't send it any longer. I Here's can't. the thing, Ping. Yeah. Here's what you need to realize, Pingree. If Weege comes across and says anything, people, and I people in quotations, are going to think he's just mad that he's not Ralph Shaheen. And it's not that. However. It's not that, yes. but people will think that. And so, However, on the other side, if I say anything good, then they say that I'm just doing it because I'm trying to get Shaheen's job and kissing their ass. So I'm pretty much. Right. I no, no. pretty much can't do anything here. No, we keep you, your gun in your holster. You are in a bad spot. You are in a bad spot. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're good friends, and, and I know you well, and Pingree knows you well. But you're right. People are going, even fans will be like, this dude is just bitter. And so, whatever. Like, yeah. Or this dude is just pissing ass. I will say this, though. Ralph Shaheen is a pretty good dude. Like, 
okay, people would think like, oh, you're after his job and all that. Uh, after I started doing the motocross races last year, mm-hmm. like Shaheen has been cooler than ever. He's like, call me anytime you need anything. Right. We've chatted about things. Like you would think that that guy would be like, who's this kid coming in trying to take money off my plate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super cool. <laughs> so it's really Check hard for me to you know right. go out there and rip the dude. I mean, he could. He has every right, every right to be a complete jerk to me at the races, and he's not. So I give him yeah. full credit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no. He's, he's the first guy. If you walk past him, he's the first guy to say hi too. Like he's just a nice dude. Exactly. He always exactly. like, hey, so, you know, Ping, how are you, man? Good to see you. Like just. I've never, I've never been on the Bachelor Ralph bandwagon. Although you know my email box fills in and tweets fill in, because that job yeah. is really hard. Uh, for one, I did it at Montreal Supercross. It's really hard to do. Weed, you know that. I'll give you full credit for that. It is hard. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and as well, Ralph has been calling midget races, and I mean the cars, not the people. Uh, uh, uh NASCAR. You know. Um, Daytona 2, whatever you want. Ralph has announced it for 30 years. He must be good at his job. He, you know, he can't be a complete moron. So that's all. Um, people yeah. need to realize that. Yeah, I've that got a no bit. problem. Right. I mean, would I like to have the job? Of course. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, but it's, let's put it this way. Like, Ping, you said that your goal as a kid was to win a 250 Supercross championship, right? Mm-hmm. So do you, are you, did you have like a voodoo doll and did you want to like kill Jeremy McGrath because he had the thing that you want? Like, it just is what it is, you know what I mean? Like, I don't hold anything personal against him. Um, so, or maybe you did. Maybe you did want to secretly kill McGrath. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, hey, not at all. I mean, you, little known fact, I mean, little known fact, Weege, Ping was the one who cut yeah. MC's ankle at Havasu. <laughs> I oh, really? the beer bottle. <laughs> jagged side up. Just so. In Copper Canyon, on the hood of his boat. A bow. <laughs> As it were. Hey, um, you know, so I don't know. That's so the TV great. stuff, the TV stuff, Weege, I understand totally where yeah. you're coming from. I I think that some of it is brutal, but I understand it. So, yeah. you know, if I put my money up, if, I, if I'm going to broadcast on CBS, my running on the treadmill, you can be damn sure I'm going to have commercials for Timmy. I'm going to have commercials for my dogs. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what I mean? Because I put the money up. So, F off, everybody. That's kind of hard. Yeah, I guess at the one, end of the day, who doesn't have a DVR anyway? So just fast forward through it. Like, don't bitch about it if you don't like the things. Just you know. Yeah. Hey, uh, breaking. Well, the complaint is that racing is getting bumped. But yeah, Steve, you bring up the most important point. This is not CBS calling Fell and saying yes. we love Supercross. <laughs> we want to cover the NFL. We want to cover this. We want to cover the NCAA Final Four, and we want to cover Supercross. This is Fell saying we would like to put Supercross on your network. How much was it cost? And CBS says, "Here it is, astronomical amount. Write us a check, and you can do it." And then, That's, yeah, and then it's completely Fel, different than what people probably think. And Fell goes and tries to cover them by selling commercials and selling spots and, exactly. and all that. And, exactly. Um, so whatever, it's uh, yeah, you know, you, yep. we used to just get the USGP once a year. So uh, breaking yeah. breaking news here via text. Wow, from Jason Thomas. Doctor said I'm good to go to try a race. ACL is torn, but don't tell anybody that. He said it should be. <laughs> It should be stable and okay, like my right knee. I probably will wait for Atlanta, though. Mud not, might not be a good idea. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops, baby. Let that one go just a touch early. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I just saw the first part. It was buried under the, like, it was longer, so it was. I didn't see that, uh, that sentence. <laughs> oh, Don't tell anybody, though. Uh, uh, Oops. 
There you go, dude. Another thing you threw down and had to try to pick up. Yeah. Maybe I'll edit it out. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. That I would like to keep... No, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Very important you don't tell anyone. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But anyway, so it looks like JT may skip San Diego, but uh, he's going to try to ride. And Ping, you've ridden without an ACL, or I imagine you probably have. All you guys dude, have. Dude, I tried. I mean... Right. Some guys did it, like LaRocco. That was the example I always got thrown at me because I blew ACLs out like yeah. left and right. Just bang, bang, they were popping everywhere. And every time I would, as soon as I knew it was torn, I don't know, maybe it was just psychologically, but I'd stick my leg out in a corner and I felt like I was holding a corn dog on a three-foot-long stick. Like it was just <laughs> wobbling around. I couldn't place my foot. had no stability. I felt like my foot was going to go flying up past my ear. So as soon as I tore them, I had to go get them fixed. Well, I know... Uh... I know. Like Morocco never had an ACL his whole career, you know, and they'd always say, "Oh, he just works out his legs and gets, you know, strengthens." You know, I'm like, "Okay, well, I can't do that. I got buggy whips for legs." Yeah, so. no, lots of guys, lots of guys do ride without him for sure. So, um, Nick Way rode without one for a long time too. It's just a matter of, like, you get away with it, you get away with it, you get away with it, and then one day, you yeah. really finish it well, off. You know, the, the the big problem is with no ACL, you're. You, you damage your meniscus, the cushion that your, you know, femur sits on your tibial plateau, and it's, it's got these two cushions. And every time your, your knee twists or wobbles because you don't have an ACL, you're damaging that cushion. And that's what happens why people need full knee replacements, because mm-hmm. they get old and that cushion's either torn off or worn down to nothing. So the, this, the, the, hard, the bad thing is long-term, these guys that just leave it, and the knee kind of wobbles a little here, shifts a little there, and they keep damaging that meniscus. That's the problem. So, okay, Dr. So, Ping, I tore my ACL well, years ago. Yeah. Um, and I've Well, never... you're not out playing tennis, though. You're just walking on it fine. No, am I going to have a problem? Because it does bother me from time to time. Do you feel it, like, wobble and shift and kind of you get know, out on you? You know, yeah, once in a while. You know, well, of course, of course I'm carrying the amount of a small Yugo around it, but... Yeah. Uh, 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 when I put my knee up like on the back of a movie theater seat, like, oh, it hurts, you know? Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, enough doctor You've talk. got insurance. Go get it fixed, man. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? What am I going to do, miss some races? Who's going to write observations? Yeah. The who's, world may continue to turn. Who's going to give out the best gear of the night award? I mean, come on. <laughs> Not you this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I skipped it. Uh, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. Uh, uh, thanks to Trey Kennard for coming on. Do you want to try to bring a guest on every week? Is this what we want to do? Yes, yeah, so here's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. Here's my recommendation of how we do it. We do not say that we're going to have a guest at the beginning of the show. Oops, am I giving it away on the air? Yeah. We just talk about a guy, and then you just throw out a, hey, let's call him. Oh, yeah. You almost did that last week. I think I think you were about to call Reed last week. Yeah, it was like 11 o'clock uh, his time, so I was like, let's not call him. But. So let's. Instead of, because I feel like everybody has these dudes on as a guest and ask them the same questions, blah, blah, blah. So let's just, like, throw them in in the middle of the conversation. Maybe, maybe, maybe like. you just do it when it's necessary, too. I don't say, I say we don't force one every week. This thing's yeah. already going long, yeah. dude. What are we, like, an hour and a half right now? Like, yeah, who, one, who has time to listen to that? One thirty-two, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's going to be outdated in five days. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, JT, about the text. Hopefully nobody listens this long. Um Okay, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, great Houston recap, and uh, we will we'll see you. Uh, Ping, you're going to be in San Diego? I will, with my galoshes and raincoat. Okay, all right. We'll see you there. Weed, you will not be in San Diego. No, I will not be. I'm going to miss my first Supercross in, I think, seven years because um, 
the racetrack's travel budget said there's no reason to set a dude from the East Coast when we've got guys that live in California. So I just want to make it clear, was not my decision. You know, I would love to be there. No, I really have I'm to not go. Crying. You really, yeah. Well, actually, we have the uh, Aaron Hansel, which is the free and freelance, um, more than willing, on the job. So <laughs> yeah. much appreciated. Uh, uh, and, but if you want to help out with some videos, Ping, I think they could really help. Yes. Done. Who would who would people rather see, me or Ping? Exactly. So Ping, be there. Um, great. All right, guys. Thank you. And so Weed, you'll be watching it on TV this week and reporting it like Ping just is. Yeah, I'll and, be like Ping. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and all right. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. See you next week. Bye. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point to where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. We are